0: Welcome to the Golden Bro Awards, recognizing 2019's best and brightest. Here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman.
1: Thank you very much, Sarah, and welcome everyone to the third annual Golden Bro Awards presented by Ace Hardware, which is superior to the Home Depot. Oh, wow, new sponsor. Nice, And I'm your host, Michael Newman. I'm joined by my first co-host, who is wearing an exquisite red velvet suit. Yes, that's me, Ryan Newman. And I'm joined by the other co-host, who is completely naked. <laughs> but with a bow tie on. <laughs> that is a nice wow. touch. Trey Newman. All right, before we get to the awards, wow, that's a going to be hard to get past that one. But I want to remind everyone of our ESPN Bull Mania pool. The winner gets a surprise gift from the bros and we posted a link to that on twitter at cfb bros on facebook facebook.com slash college football bros and in our instagram bio at college football bros but let's get to the awards so the way we determine these is we each submitted a top three list uh, for each award and you get three points for first place two for second one for third and we did this completely separately so hopefully no groupthink here, uh, but let's Probably get to the... Uh, a few groupthink. Well, maybe we came to the same conclusion, logically. Oh, I see. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> smart. Uh, okay, let's, let's get to the first award.
0: Which team had the nation's best offense?
2: Well, this was, to me, it was a three-team race here, but uh, ultimately, I'm, I'm going to go with LSU. Joe Burrow was just incredible this year. You know, nearly five thousand passing yards, fifty-one total TDs, and he even added a few hundred rushing yards to help out that offense. So their offensive line was awesome. Nobody slowed them down all year. It was so consistent
1: that they just—I had to pick them. There was just no no way I couldn't. Yeah, I went with LSU too. It would have been close if uh, maybe if Tua had been totally healthy in that game and throughout the. The end of the year, because um, they were actually LSU was only ahead of Alabama by a 10th of a point in SP plus offense.
3: But I kind of gave that, I guess, sort of tiebreaker to LSU. Yeah, they were they really were just relentless on on offense. They just kept coming at you. And and similarly, I also thought about Ohio State because yeah. they had mm-hmm. just studs all over the field. Obviously, Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, but the receiving core like Alave, K.J. Hill, Benjamin Victor. I mean, you could go on and on. And we saw them in person. Like They just keep coming at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, obviously, was up there for me, too. Yep. Number
1: one in yards per play, but just a few too many turnovers. So Yeah. Uh, uh, no surprise here, Sarah.
0: The Golden Bro for best offense goes to LSU.
1: All right, what is our next award?
0: Which team had the nation's best defense?
3: This was uh, this was a tough one. I went with Ohio State. Uh, I took a little bit of flack in the in the preseason for saying that this would be a a pretty good defense, since you know we all know that they were pretty poor last year and they lost some of their talent. But we obviously saw what Chase Young did, so I you don't even need to talk about him, just how his pure dominance. But they also had guys like Malik Harrison, um, Jeffrey Okuda, Jordan Fuller, Damon Arnett. Like they were locking down opponents on the outside because we know what they were doing down on the on the line they were they were just a force they led the nation in yards per play defense i mean i could go on and on they were dominant yeah uh, they were second on my ballot if this if we did this a few weeks ago
1: i probably would have had ohio state and georgia 1 2 in some order but ohio state's last couple games against michigan and wisconsin weren't as dominant and Georgia, of course, got lit up by LSU. So I went with Clemson, number one. They were number one in Massey Peabody. They give up 14 or fewer points in 11 of 13 games. So even taking into account their, you know, uh, strength of schedule, I thought they were slightly the best. Yeah, I went with Clemson also. Fewest points per game
2: in the country and fewest total yards per game given up in the country. So it's hard to go against that. I, I, but I'm, I'm impressed with the how good they were because of what they lost. Yeah, and, You know, I mean, considering that D-line that went away, whoo! great job by Venables.
0: The Golden Bro for best defense goes to Clemson.
2: Oh, yeah, back-to-back back for Clemson. Okay,
1: what's next?
0: Which team had the best offensive big uglies?
1: So offensive line is something that's probably best graded by film study. So that's what I did this week. I just watched film for <laughs> yeah, several sure, hours. Man. Yeah, I did. Um, no, I didn't. But I read a tweet, which is almost as good. And it was from the lead college football analyst for PFF College. And he said, quote, as good as this Georgia line has been, there is no doubt that the Ducks offensive line is the best in all of college football in 2019. No doubt. So that no was doubt. good enough for me. I went, I just took his word for it. I went to Oregon number one. Obviously, there's, you know, Penny Sewell, what, he won the Outland Trophy, right? So they were they were stacked. True, they were. Um, I'm going to go a different
2: way. I'm going to go with the team that I thought just had the best offense, LSU. They, you know, there's a reason why they were the best offense in the country. I mean, I know they had a ton of talent and Joe Burrow turned it around, but a ton of credit should go to that offensive line, Sadiq Charles and Lloyd Kishenberry, the rest of that line. I mean, they just—they dominated all year. They did it both pass blocking and run blocking. Um, just no hiccups. So
3: I'm I'm taking uh, the Tigers here. I went with some other Tigers. Oregon, Oregon was actually that's a good pick, Penny Sewell. But I'm going with the other Tigers, Clemson. Uh, they were—they didn't allow many sacks this year. They were fifth in the nation in in allowing sacks, and they led the the nation in yards per rush at over six and a half yards. So they they set up the hole for ETN. But I did want to bring up a school that no one really talks about here is is Boston College. They were third in the nation in sacks allowed at less than one in a game, and their rushing attack, they were sixth in yards per game. They opened holes up left and right for AJ Dillon. Yeah, that's a good
1: Kentucky is another one, kind of an underrated one because of the way they paved the Not way being for able Lynn Burrow. <laughs> yeah, they they weren't able to throw much, so it was all on them. Yeah. Okay, but who's the winner, Sarah?
0: The golden bro for the best offensive big uglies goes to Ohio State.
2: Okay, I didn't see that was one I didn't know until you said
1: it. Which she said, it, well, like, none of us even brought up Ohio State. Yeah, I didn't. I had they, them just missing my ballot, so you guys, I put them second. You had them second. I had them second too. No, there you go. Yeah,
2: I mean, interesting. That's one of the few where you just don't know before we before we reveal it.
1: Yeah, but well deserving for them. Yep.
0: Which team had the best defensive big uglies?
1: Yeah, this
2: one was really tough for me. Uh, I could have gone, I have a top three, and I could have really easily gone with any of them. But ultimately, I went with the guy that was the best player. (laughs) And uh, so I took took Ohio State. And, you know, a large part goes to Chase Young and just how dominant he's been this year. But Trey already mentioned kind of what they have, what else supporting him. They were just rock solid against the run this year and putting pressure on the quarterback and completely took the defense to another level. Maybe the best in the country. So I took the Buckeyes.
3: I, I agree with you on the Buckeyes. Uh, I actually had Utah as second. They led the nation in rush D. Uh, they only gave up 70 yards per game on the ground, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I guess the only pro, the reason I didn't have them number one is for as good as they were on the line with Bradley and I, Leki Fotu, Mike Tafua, they didn't do a great job at generating a lot of tackles for loss or, or getting pressure on the quarterback, which is really surprising, but they were still very stout up front. Yeah, and then that last game against Oregon, of course, was a little knock
1: against yeah. them. But I had Utah second as well, because for the rest of the year, they were, they were dominant. But yep, Ohio State, number one.
0: The golden bro for the best defensive big uglies goes to Ohio State.
2: Best O-line and best D-line. Yeah, that's mm. pretty crazy. That's pretty darn good.
0: Who is this year's surprise team?
3: I think this is probably a universal slam dunk, and uh, Ryan, we can play your fight song. It's all right. Got to be the all Baylor right. Bears. Uh, their win total was only around seven and a half, and w- as we saw, they were they were only a couple plays away from finishing unbeaten and in the playoff. But both those Oklahoma games were down to the wire. Just incredible year by Rule and, and Baylor. Yep, that that's definitely an easy choice.
2: Um, but I, I'm also going to mention Minnesota, just with the the crazy start they had obviously didn't finish all that great but still i don't think many people expected them to get to 10 wins like they
1: did so minnesota is a good one all right i'm turning off the fight song for me because i didn't have baylor number one i had him number two i had central michigan one uh and the reason i had them ahead was you know baylor and minnesota i had two three so obviously there it was close but they were each had several close games so if you change two or three plays in each of their seasons It's possible they're eight and four, nine and three, and we're not really talking about them as much. But Central Michigan, they were one and eleven last year. Their projected season win total was like three and a half, and they went eight and five, and seven of their eight wins were by at least two touchdowns. So it wasn't they weren't lucking into victories. It wasn't a a
3: fluke. McElwain did awesome. There was also one other team I had was SMU. They had a win total of about six, and they finished ten and two, and they were competitive in those losses. So Sonny Dykes had a great year. Yeah, Indiana. Indiana's a good one. Hawaii. Yep. K State. Yeah. Louisville. Too many to name. Um. Yep. Didn't s- and Louisville. By the way, Scott Satterfield won ACC Coach of the Year. That's pretty crazy. You know who saw that coming? Yeah, I know, but he deserves it. Their season win total was three and a half, and they went seven and
1: five. I, no, I agree. They overachieved. Trey, I disagree. I don't think he is a bad coach, like you just said. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait. What are we talking about? Surprise team, Sarah. Who who won? Oh. <laughs>
0: The Golden Bro for Surprise Team goes to Baylor.
1: Congratulations, Ryan. A ride.
0: Who deserves the Lou Broza Award for the nation's best kicker?
1: So this was a, a really tough one. I went with Gabe Burkich of Oklahoma because he was 17 for 17 on field goals, 48 for 48 on PATs. But the reason it was close is that he only kicked four Field goals from beyond 40 yards so my second place guy sam sloman from miami of ohio was super close he was 25 for 29 but he kicked 14 from beyond 40 including four of five from 50 plus so oh, wow. it's kind of hard to hard to compare and he was four
3: for four in the mac championship game oh came up clutch coming up big yeah yeah uh i agree this was a tough category but i went with keith duncan of iowa uh it it hurts for me to say that since he was the guy that that ended up beating Nebraska in the last few seconds really? but he was he was great. He he led the nation with 29 made field goals and he also led the nation in in the amount of field goals made over 40 yards. So, he was impressive. So, Trey, you didn't factor in
1: that he just really is clearly not a class act, the way he taunted Nebraska's Yeah, sidelines. I know. How dare he? How dare How, he? That is just unbelievable, Trey, that you didn't take into account character in this <laughs> that award. That was so overblown. <laughs> um, I went with somebody that you guys haven't mentioned yet. Nick Skiba. Yeah. Wake Forest. He was the one that last year lined up for a field goal, yeah. but there was no holder. Was that? Or no, was, no. Skiba was missing. Yeah, he wasn't there. That's right. Yeah. Whoops.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's hey. come a long way. Yeah, he really has. He knows where to line up now. And 24 out of 25 field goals. So that's pretty remarkable. So he had, a, he had a great year.
0: The Golden Bro for the Lou Broza Award goes to... Gabe Burkitch.
1: Yep. Fair. Hard to argue with perfection. Yeah, exactly.
0: Who is this year's breakout player?
1: Uh, I went with Justin
2: Fields uh, on this one just because it is, you know... He did play a little bit at Georgia the year before, but not, not enough to consider it a breakout. So he just exceeded everybody's expectations, I think, this year, especially through the air with 40 passing TDs and just, or I'm not, he, did he have 40? Yeah, he did have 40 passing. I was like, I reread that again. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, 40 yeah. passing TDs and just one pick. I don't think any of the most optimistic Ohio State fans could have expected those good of numbers. So, And he, he was just as efficient as he could pretty much be. He
1: was awesome. Yeah, he's. I can see why you would go with him. I thought of this award more as a guy who's kind of been around a while and and just finally broke out. Uh, and so my number one was Joe Burrow. I mean, oh, last year, yeah. 16 touchdowns, I I five that, yeah. picks. Of course, everyone knew who he was, but he was like, what, like 2,000 to one to win the Heisman this year. No one really thought he was that good. But right. this year, 48 touchdowns, six picks,
3: 2,000 more passing yards. He was incredible. That, that's true. Uh, I ended up actually going with Chuba Hubbard. Uh, he led the nation in rushing, 21 touchdowns. You know, Not much was expected out of Okie State this year, but he was kind of the force that helped the Pokes overachieve for the most part, and he had a great sophomore year.
2: Is Michael, is this senior year from Joe Burrow similar to John Wolford's at Wake
1: Forest? No, John Wolford's is crazier because yeah. at least Joe Burrow was still good. And, and we can see a reason, like, they changed the offense, and that's why he had such an explosion. I don't know what happened with John Wolford. Yeah. Anyway, that's still True. the craziest breakout ever. Um, one other guy I just want to bring up real quick, Hamaka Rashid for Oregon State. He had two and a half career sacks coming into the year, and this year as a junior finished second in the nation with 14. So, yeah. crazy year for him. Yep.
0: The golden bro for breakout player goes to Chuba Hubbard.
2: Okay, the pokes thanks ryan you're welcome in case you didn't know
0: who deserves the chuck brod award for the nation's top defensive player
3: this is just everyone's fighting for second right here so Mm -hmm. we gotta go chase young uh we haven't really talked about but he had 16 and a half sacks 21 tackles for loss for seven fumbles and then outside of that I know in the last couple games he didn't put up the stats that he had had after the, the suspension, but he drew double teams and he was just a physical beast. Yeah, there's no question. Chase Young number one. I had Derek Brown and Derek Stingley as
1: as two three. Both of those guys had amazing years, but not like Chase Young. No,
2: yeah, that's true. I put I had Evan Weaver third just because he's a tackling machine over there in the West at Cal. He was uh, quite the stud linebacker there
3: yeah and isaiah simmons by the way he very well could have been i was yeah second isaiah simmons was a was a force and then another weaver curtis weaver boise yeah. state had a bunch of bunch of tackles for loss 13 and a half sacks he was he was a force too
0: the golden bro for the chuck brod Narick award goes to chase young
1: well that was a shocker guys yeah um wow let's try and gather ourselves for the next award
0: Who deserves the Davy bro Bryan Award for the nation's top quarterback?
1: Well, Tua finished first in the nation in passer rating, first in QBR. So again, had he stayed healthy, it would have been really close with him and Burrow, but he didn't. So I got to go Burrow. Yeah, I'm not going to argue
2: there. I mean, those were top two candidates, but Justin Fields was just right behind them too.
3: So you couldn't go wrong with either of those guys. No, and another guy obviously is Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He was, he was a stud. Obviously, yep. you know, you look at Oklahoma every week and he was like a one man show off, uh, running and passing. He did it all. And every time you looked up at at Oklahoma stats, you just look at the video game numbers that Hurts had. Yeah. I don't think
1: we've that I can recall. I know passing obviously has become a bigger part of the game, but I don't remember a year when we've had four guys yeah. like we just named that were this good at the quarterback position any of them could have won the heisman in a different year easily yep
0: the golden bro for the davy bro Bryan award goes to joe burrow
1: all right i'm sure we'll hear his name again perhaps later in the episode maybe
0: who deserves the golden bro for the nation's top running back
2: uh, I went with Jonathan Taylor. It, he, this is his third straight year of going for more than 1,900 yards. Pretty crazy there. Um, but he improved as a pass catcher this year. He caught 24 balls this year compared to just 16 in his previous two years combined. So I think that kind of pushed him over the top for me. I mean, we obviously know as a pure runner, he is about as good as it gets. So
3: with improved pass catching, I took Jonathan Taylor. I agree with you on Taylor, and I also agree with you on the the receiving aspect of it. He was second in the nation in, in rushing yards and it's really impressive to me because everyone knew Jonathan Taylor is gonna get the ball. Not only just because of his past success, but because Jack Cohn doesn't exactly uh you know, scare the defenses. So they knew defenses knew they were gonna get a healthy dose of Taylor and he still performs and he's just he's strong and physical. He's he's fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I had Taylor first. I had Hubbard second, that was super close. He of course was first in the nation yeah. in, in rushing yards. Um, and he did it without consistent quarterback play. So I had J.K. Dobbins third. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's me too. He's definitely up me there. Too. If
3: Etienne would have got more carries, he might have been the winner. But agreed. Yeah. St- Clemson for a lot of these offensive awards. Like if you just looked at the second half of the year, they would probably win most of these. Yeah, that's the thing. Lawrence would have been up there, but no, not not
2: not when you include the first half.
0: The Golden Bro for the nation's top running back goes to jonathan taylor
2: i'm glad we don't have to play him anymore yeah yeah that's nice well i i'm, I'm assuming he's gonna go pro <laughs> you would think
3: yeah
0: who deserves the bro litnikoff award for the nation's top receiver
3: i gotta go with that top offensive of lsu jamar chase he led the nation in receiving yards he had over 20 yards per catch crazy uh pretty insane uh, but he was so productive. 18 touchdowns, always a deep threat. Burrow was always looking for him. And a lot of contested catches, too. Yeah. Yep. On my fantasy team. Thank you, Trey. But, yeah. yeah, Yeah. you're, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. I feel like every top receiver was on your fantasy team, yeah, Ryan. I had the, some good ones. And the uh, Jarrett Patterson Buffalo running back against me in the championship, oh yeah, like seven touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Not was... that I'm bitter or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was just unfair.
2: <laughs> uh, I didn't go with Jamar Chase though. I I went with Ceedee Lamb from OU. He was kind of the the main target there for for Jalen Hurts, and it was just whenever he touched the ball, it was electrifying. I mean, you just felt like he could take it the whole all, all the way to the end zone. So, uh, he had a huge year, and he kind of carried that the passing
1: game good choices i had jamar chase cd lamb one two uh, number three i just wanted to bring up omar bayless from arkansas state second in the nation in yards second in touchdowns and even more so i think than these other guys he really carried his team's passing game because he had 40 percent of his team's receiving yards that compares to 30 for for jamar chase
3: another off he the was boor- good another off the board guy i just want to mention quickly is james proche from smu he, had, he was second in the nation. He had 102 receptions, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, he was good.
0: The Golden Bro for the Bro Litnikoff Award goes to Jamar Chase.
1: All right, LSU is cleaning up today. LSU, Ohio State. Yeah.
0: Who deserves the Frank Broyles Award for the nation's top assistant coach?
1: This was... I think maybe the easiest one of the episode for me, I got to go Joe Brady, passing game coordinator and receivers coach for LSU. Last year, LSU was 83rd in yards per play, this year, third. And it's an obvious reason. It wasn't just, oh, players developing and stuff. Of course, that was a
3: big part of it, but it was Joe Brady's coaching that did this. 100% agree. Like it was, the transformation was incredible. It's really amazing. Uh, I, down the list though, I did, Look at guys like Jeff Hafley of Ohio State. How he that defense really turned the corner this year? For sure, they were impressive. And then also Morgan Scally, the uh, D coordinator at Utah. Yep, I also included uh, Brent Venables
2: just because of what everybody thought was going to their defense was going to take a step back. They didn't at all. So he
1: he had a remarkable year again. Okay, and then one more. As long as we're throwing out names, Caleb DeBoer, offensive coordinator at Indiana. They he took over an offense that hadn't finished better than fifty fifth in S P plus in the last few years. This year they were fourteenth. Wow. So what he did with Michael Penix and Peyton Ramsey in, in year one for him was awesome, and you would think he's gonna be highly sought after by yeah, by some smaller schools.
0: The Golden Bro for the Frank Bro Yoles Award goes to Joe Brady. Fair. Who deserves the home Debro award for the head coach of the year?
2: Uh, This was tough for me, but I, 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 in the end, I went with Eddie O, you know, just because of the remark. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he, I, he made the choice to get Joe Brady on staff. So (laughs) pretty good choice there. Yeah. I guess if you give him credit for that, then, which you should, I guess. You should. I mean, it was his choice. So I, and he had never really been that type of coach. Like it, he'd always been more of a ground and pound type of coach that's what he wanted so I was impressed with that and how can you argue man perfection
1: yeah I guess I chose to give give more of the credit for LSU to, to Joe Brady rather than Eddie O um so that's why I had Jim McElwain number one again going back wow. to the, the surprise team yeah took over mm. a team that was one in 11 and nearly won
3: a conference championship so he killed it right I, I said wow because I thought you were gonna go Matt rule your guy uh yeah He was second. I mean, he was right there. You know, I I just you know what he's done has been remarkable, and especially this year to take that that giant step. But uh, I did want to mention Kyle Whittingham. What he did, the dominance they had in Salt Lake was impressive this year. And then I didn't think he would win this at all. But Gus Malzahn, they went nine and three with their losses being very competitive against an insane schedule and a freshman quarterback.
1: Yep, that'd be a reasonable choice. Of course, PJ Fleck. As well, my boy, Billy Napier. But
0: <laughs> The Golden Bro for the Home D-Bro Award goes to Ed Orgeron. eddie What deserves the Golden Bro for the game of the year?
1: I went with uh UCLA at Washington State. Oh, of course, wow. that game where UCLA was down 49-17 late in the third quarter, and they ended up winning 67-63. And Anthony Gordon with nine touchdown passes in a, yeah. in a losing effort. So <laughs> that game was insane. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a good one. Um,
2: I'm going to go with one that was a little more meaningful. I'm going to take the Iron Bowl. It was just as entertaining as it competed. Yeah, defensive touchdowns, huge plays, a backup quarterback coming and making plays, and LSU was able to. I'm not LSU. Go on the Iron Bowl here. Um, <laughs> Bo Nix. Bo Nix was able to come up with some big plays and get the win. It was. That was just a special atmosphere, and the fact that the see, home team, the fact that I can the home see why team, you uh, stop interrupting oh, so you, me, Michael.
1: Sorry, sorry, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: are not. you done? No, I'm not. The fact that the home team Auburn underdog
3: was able to win it that was just very, very awesome. I I agree with you on the Iron Bowl. I think I counted that there were ten lead changes. It was it was like a basketball game. It was back and forth. Uh, but I also did want to mention. Baylor TCU. Yes. Now, regulation, it was 9-9. to So the game, reg- first 60 minutes, not so much. But overtimes were insane. You had the catch of the year. You had fourth down conversions. You had controversy on, on scoring plays. And Baylor ended up prevailing to keep their unbeaten season. That was insane. That was. Uh, Harvard-Yale, I wanted to bring up as well. Um, oh, yeah. Yale had to score two touchdowns in the last minute to
1: tie. Then, of course, one in overtime as it was – getting dark because of the uh the delay at halftime uh and then both OU Baylor games if you just kind of put those together yeah true um Ryan can I say what I was about to say when I tried to interrupt you now that I'm done talking yeah okay it was gonna be really funny and would have been a lot better if it was timed right then if you would have let me finish oh I can see Ryan why you uh how you confused LSU and Auburn's offense
2: Oh, I get it. Oh, see,
1: see, it's very oh. funny.
0: The Golden Bro for the game of the year goes to the Iron Bowl.
1: Yeah, that was that's a deserving winner. There was that first half, especially was just. I mean, I guess the whole game it was just back and forth. That second
2: and, quarter was, they had what they, they scored like forty eight points in that quarter or something. Like, it was crazy. Re, yeah, there were kick returns and pick sixes. Yeah. It was Jalen Waddle went nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was a fun. Such, that was, to me, that was the most fun to watch.
0: Who should take home the highly coveted Heisbro Award for the nation's most outstanding player?
3: It's a, a yawner, but uh, it's Joe Burrow and he deserves it. Yeah, He completed almost 80% of his passes. Uh, he was second in the nation in, in passing yards. He was just Head and shoulders kind of, not maybe head and shoulders, but as far as the offensively, he was clearly the, the best player. And he was actually sneaky elusive too. He could, sure. he could run the ball when he needed. Yeah, I went, uh,
1: I went with Joe Burrow as well. No, nothing to
2: add. Yeah, Joe Burrow number one. I had Justin Fields number two. Jalen Hurts
1: three.
0: The prestigious Heisbro Award goes to Joe Burrow.
1: We're actually recording this before the Heisman ceremony, but I think it's safe to say he also won that as well. Yeah, oh, so. going out on a limb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going out on a limb. I might sound really dumb right now, guys, <laughs> but I just, I think he's going to win it. But he probably cares more about the Heis bro. True. Duh.
0: Who deserves the award for the honorary fourth bro?
1: Okay. So we had our, our biggest year yet for the podcast, so we appreciate... All of the listeners, all of the fourth bros um, that are, of course, downloading the podcast, interacting with us on Twitter, leaving five star reviews. That's that's been awesome. But the uh, the honorary fourth bro for this year, we're going to give it to the Patreon supporters. We've been able to get to know them in our Discord chat over the last uh, few weeks, and that's made Saturdays a lot more fun. So, shout out to them. Yeah,
2: it's been it's been cool. Get to know some. There's there's some good dudes in there and some good people.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then there's, there's Brayden, but... Oh, yeah, fair. Accessible. But other <laughs> true, than that... true.
0: <laughs> the golden bro for the honorary fourth bro goes to... The Patreon supporters.
1: Except Brayden. Golf clap. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. Okay, let's get to some rapid fire awards. We still have a lot of awards to get to. Um, we're going to give Sarah a break for the day. And Ryan, get us started with uh, the first one. All right. The honorary fourth clairvoyant bro goes to...
2: Drumroll, please. Wow. Nice. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Kenny from the Yahoo Pick'em League. His team was uh, Go Deeks, and he finished first out of 200 people, uh, 13 games ahead of second place. He was uh, 211 and 140, so 60% against the spread. That's just
1: a crazy good year. It's ridiculous. I think he was actually... Up high
3: in the leaderboard, just like overall on Yahoo. Yeah, that he a, had
2: to have been pretty close. Yeah, That's... well,
3: well done, Kenny. Okay, what's next, Trey? Oh yeah, the Diaper Dandy Award. We're we're looking at true freshmen. Uh, the nominees were Kevin, S- <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> How well I know him, Keaton Slovis, oh, Michael's oh, USC wow, boy. Okay. Where are you going with this, Trey? <laughs> yeah, well done, well done. He he was a different USC was a different team with him in there. You also got guys like Sam Howell at North Carolina, Derek Stingley, LSU's corner, he was a stud, uh, Jaden Daniels, but the Diaper Dandy Award goes to Keaton Slovis, USC. All right. I like it. Nice.
1: Good choice, Trey. Uh. Um, Okay, next next award is the best stat line of the year. And so we have a a lot of nominees. Trey, why don't you
3: uh, give us the quarterback nominees? All right. Well, Michael, you just talked about that, that crazy game between UCLA and Wazoo. Got both their quarterbacks in that game. Anthony Gordon, 570 yards, nine touchdowns against the Bruins in that losing effort. On the other side, DTR, 507 pass yards, seven total touchdowns, and led that comeback. Mason Fine, Michael's boy from the preseason, 24-39 332 yards, seven touchdowns, and no picks against UTEP. Then you got Tua against Ole Miss. He had four hundred and eighteen passing yards, seven total touchdowns, pretty impressive in the SEC. Tanner Morgan against Purdue had twenty was twenty-one to twenty-two for three hundred and ninety-six yards and four touchdowns. So very efficient. And big plays.
1: Wow. Okay, the running back nominees, Jarrett Patterson of Buffalo, twenty-six carries, two hundred and ninety-eight yards, and six touchdowns. Yes. Against Bowling Green for Ryan's fantasy team, apparently. In the championship round against Troy. And then the other we have, not a running back, but a great running game, Lynn Bowden for Kentucky. 22 carries, 284 yards, and four touchdowns against Louisville. All right. Those are good. Let's move on to some
2: receivers here. We got Antonio Gibson for Memphis. He had 386 all-purpose yards uh, with a rushing, receiving, and return touchdown against SMU. Pretty darn good game.
1: Did you have him that uh, game, Ryan,
2: on your fantasy team? I did not. Probably no. have him on his bench or something. Yeah, <laughs> no, did not have him. I don't know who did, but it wasn't me. I did have this next guy, though. Oh, of uh, course. Yeah, Devonta Smith from Alabama.
3: He had 274 receiving yards and five touchdowns <laughs> against Ole Miss. Jeez. <laughs> All right, next we're going to go on the defensive side. David Woodward, linebacker for Utah State, 24 tackles, three and a half for loss, and a sack against Wake. Uh, we have a freshman linebacker, Ivan Pace, from Miami of Ohio. He had six sacks against Akron, although maybe I could have had five against Akron. <laughs> well, that's crazy, though. Six sacks? No, six is amazing. In one game. Yeah, that's a right. lot. He only had seven and a half on the year total. <laughs> Ouch. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, Chase Young, five tackles for loss, four sacks, two forced fumbles against Wisconsin. Israel Mukwamu, three picks, including a pick six against Georgia.
1: That's that's pretty damn impressive yep okay so those are some great nominees but ultimately the golden bro for best stat line of the year goes to me and trivia no oh, oh no. wow oh. wow oh. that was slow <laughs> blow uh jalen hurts against houston 20 of 23 332 yards three touchdowns no picks and then on the ground 16 carries 176 yards and three more touchdowns so crazy game ryan you had to go kanye there and really steal jalen hurts yeah. time in the spotlight right. <laughs> apologize to jalen hurts please sorry jalen okay you'll have bigger moments
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh what's next uh all right so the next thing we have is the funniest slash uh kind of craziest play uh and the nominees are uh joe burrow throwing a pass to himself uh joe burrow's butt being exposed on a tackle <laughs> uh fake kneel down by tulane against Houston. Uh, And then a pick six off intended receivers, but in the Iron Bowl. So a little bit of a theme there.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we had some more. Tulsa, they recovered their own kickoff in the end zone for a a touchdown against SMU. East Carolina Temple, this was like a Thursday night game. The lights went out in the stadium right as a player got hit at 11 o'clock. Uh, And Ohio offensive lineman did a cartwheel in the middle of a play. (laughs) (laughs) Pure Maction at its best. (laughs) Love that conference. Arkansas had the worst fake punt ever against Auburn where the punter basically did like a chess pass. It was like, what was he doing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He he
1: looked like he was in the Dr. Pepper challenge. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) Uh, Some other nominees. Purdue completing a pass by bouncing it off another player's knee. Uh, Jalen Hurts switching the football behind his back uh, against Texas and then Garrett Schrader getting spun like a helicopter against K-State. Oh yeah. All
2: right but ultimately the golden bro for the funniest slash craziest play of the year goes to the end of the Texas Tech-Kansas game where a Texas Tech player tried to return a blocked field goal and lateraled it to nobody Kansas recovered and got another chance at a game winning field goal as time expired, <laughs> and of course they made it so <laughs> ouch, that That's was crazy loss. yeah, unbelievable
3: <laughs> brutal. All right, next we've got the upset of the year so there there were a lot of options to to go through here, but um a lot of one of them that'll come to mind is obviously in the beginning of the year, Georgia State beat Tennessee. that was huge. South Carolina, of course, they were a twenty-one point over underdog and went into Athens and beat Georgia. You you knew they'd come, win as some underdog in a
2: game. You were just picked the wrong game, yeah, or the wrong year.
1: Yeah, no, you are thinking Ryan of the year before he picked South Carolina to beat Georgia. Oh, I thought he picked yeah. it again this year. No, I,
3: I was off their wagon this year, but no. uh, but Kansas State they beat Oklahoma. They were getting twenty-three and a half. That was a shocker. Georgia Tech had a weird year. They were they lost as a big favorite to Citadel, but then they went and beat Miami on the road as almost a three touchdown underdog. But the upset of the year award goes to Illinois. They beat Wisconsin as a 30-point underdog. They were 2 and 4. They had only Oof. beaten Akron and Yukon before that and they had lost to Eastern Michigan. That was crazy. Yep. I agree with that one. That was
1: just <laughs> came out of nowhere. Okay, next award is the college football is stupid but awesome award and Ryan who are our first nominees uh Hugh Freeze coaching games from a hospital bed and dental chair
2: (laughs) um (laughs) Oklahoma State coaches getting stuck in an elevator during the game at Oregon State Art Sitkowski getting punched in the face by an old lineman after throwing a touchdown that was legit thrown punch there (laughs) it was Uh,
3: (laughs) and uh, the Sooner Schooner uh, going down tipping over how about, uh, in the Iron Bowl, the fans were getting stuck in the hedges as they were trying to rush the field. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Matt Rule. His, his wardrobe was talked about. Fair. hmm. Lane Kiffin tweeted a picture of blind refs. There was that dramatic gopher on the Jumbotron when yeah. the Minnesota opponents were kicking field goals. And then the, the Kansas fans sitting alone crocheting during the Oklahoma game. Uh, Another nominee, uh, the seventh different team winning the Coastal in seven
1: years. But ultimately, the winner of the college football is stupid but awesome award is Ole Miss wide receiver Elijah Moore for peeing in the end zone like a dog, possibly saving Joe Moorhead's job and costing his own coach, Matt Luke, his job. I'm not sure that's awesome, but
3: it's certainly
1: stupid. it's awesome. Come on. (laughs) it was pretty crazy
3: it was thanksgiving night
2: that was just funny as heck though yeah all right let's move on to our uh next award here we have the g fivesman so it's the heisman for the g5 players if you couldn't quite get that i feel like this
1: should be a thing because they never get you know much credit in the real heisman no yeah
2: that's true um all right so so we have some uh I'll, i'll list some nominees here before i pick my ultimate winner here we got Curtis Weaver, I already mentioned him, linebacker Boise State. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell had a good year at running back for Memphis. Omar Bayless, Michael already mentioned him. Jarrett Patterson uh, obviously had that one huge game. Was he on your fantasy team? Uh, Yeah, he was, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Perry, Navy. He had a a good senior year. Michael's boy, Shane Bachel. But ultimately, the award for the G. Feisman goes to Brady White, quarterback, Memphis. Best quarterback... (laughs) The quarterback for the best team usually
1: wins. Uh, Okay. We are to the final award, and it is my favorite. The Art Sitkowski Award. Yes. Prestigious. Very prestigious. And it goes to the quarterback with the worst stat line of the year. Uh, The nominees are Art Sitkowski for Rutgers, 4 of 11, 19 yards, and a pick against Iowa. (laughs) His teammate, Johnny Langan, 9-for-19, nine 48 yards, no touchdowns, and three picks. We've got like six more here, so buckle up. Of they're, Rutgers? they're all funny. No, not Rutgers. That's oh. all for Rutgers. <laughs> Grant Loy of Bowling Green, 11-of-27 for 90 yards and four picks. Jaron Williams against Virginia Tech had seven pass attempts, four completions, and three interceptions. Oh. Justice McCoy for Colorado State. He had two pass attempts against San Diego State. Both of them interceptions. <laughs> Kai Loxley of UTEP. He was on this list last year as well. Two of six for ten yards and two interceptions. Oh my! And he gosh. also had he also had another game where he was zero for four with a pick. Um, but none of those guys wins the Golden Bro for the Art Sitkowski Award goes to Sharon Jones for New Mexico. Four of fifteen for nineteen yards, zero touchdowns, and three interceptions against Notre Dame. Oh, man. (laughs) It's rough. But congrats to Sharon. But that'll do it for the Golden Bro Awards, third annual Golden Bros presented by Ace Hardware. Uh, Remember to join our ESPN Bowl Mania pool if you haven't already and uh, be on the lookout very soon for the first of our Bowl preview episodes. Uh, So we'll talk to you soon.
0: You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.